0: Hi everyone, I'm Jada Burt, and this is In My Tracks. You know that feeling when a song comes on and it's so good that it feels like you're frozen in time? Well, that's what this podcast is all about. Songs that stop me in my tracks. I chat with musicians about their inspiration, process, and challenges. And you discover your new favorite songs. Ernie Johnson from Detroit is a vibrant big band based in Cincinnati. They refuse to stay in one lane with their expansive music that blends funk, afrobeat, rock, and jazz. Their genre-bending sound is not the only thing that sets them apart, though. Their matching jumpsuits have been known to turn heads as well. And they definitely have my vote for the best-dressed band in Cincinnati. Let's get tracking. Hello, and welcome to In My Tracks. Today, I'm speaking with Ernie Johnson from Detroit, and I'm really excited to get into it. Um, So will you guys please introduce yourselves?
1: Uh, My name's Eric, and I play the bass in Ernie Johnson from Detroit. My name's Wayne. I play saxophone.
2: I'm Nathan. I play rhythm guitar.
0: Nice to meet you all. Um, So how did you meet each other and meet the many other members of the band?
1: We are all uh, local Cincinnati musicians for over the last decade or so. Uh, We've been playing around the city in different bands. Uh, We've all kind of had our own bands um, throughout the years, and we kind of all crossed paths that way, just playing music organically. Uh, we kind of all had a mutual uh, love for a, a certain type of sound we were going for, so we started jamming, and stuff sounded right, so we just kept going with it. Uh, turned all of our bands into one band, <laughs> basically.
2: And we all met because we love music. We'd go see the same bands. We were all playing the same venues and being on the same bills. I know my band... Played on the same bill with you guys a few times we shared shared yeah. stuff.
3: Yeah, I think it was more of a, you know, some of us were playing in certain bands together. Some of us were gigging together with other bands. So we all just kind of came together initially and started with the friendship first and like mutual respect and kind of went from there. That's
0: mm-hmm. really cool um, to form a band out of community like that. What does the Cincinnati scene um, mean to you guys?
3: Man, the Cincinnati scene, it's its grown so much since I've been a part of it, yeah. and I'm really proud of, of being a part of it. Now, I tell people all the time, especially that aren't from Cincinnati, that the arts and music scene here is just amazing now. Mm-hmm. And there's so many creative people and, I mean, frankly, like underrated musicians, too. Like, you'll go out and just see talent that will drop your jaw, you know, all the time in this town. So I think it's its still growing, and I'm really happy and fortunate to be a part of it.
2: Mm. Uh, I've been living here for 10 years. And one of the things that struck me in the first, after being here for, you know, four or five years, was just how um, it didn't seem really... Competitive in in a negative way. It seemed like everybody kind of lifting each other up and excited to collaborate with each other. I think that's maybe how our band started too. Is it just everybody was kind of acquaintances and excited to collaborate and create stuff together? Whether that's uh, through music, we we collaborate with artists a lot in town. Uh, an art, artist collaborative called yeah. uh, Bunk News. So it's just shout out Bunk. Yep, yeah. just creative people in town. There's a lot of creative people and. Um, people, it's, uh, I think there's an understanding in Cincinnati that you get farther working together than, uh, you know, it's not good for me putting you down. Like, let's all work together sort of thing.
1: The fact that the three of us in this room right now aren't from Cincinnati (laughs) should tell you a lot about the scene. (laughs) The three of us are, are all, uh, transplants basically over the last decade or more. Um, so that should tell you a little bit. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's really exciting to know that the city is so open and welcoming to transplants and to other people in the music community. Uh, So what's the story behind your band name? It's very unique and unlike many others.
2: Um, I I think our our name, we we do primarily instrumental music. Uh, We can pull names and titles kind of from everywhere. So being a core group of friends that hang out and have good times hanging out a lot of the names for songs or, and the name of the band included just kind of comes out of inside jokes uh i don't even remember we, specifically. We like, keep
1: it, we like to keep it a mystery yeah, most
2: yeah. of the time the, the, we, like the more, to, we like the people to
1: ask that question yeah
2: <laughs> The more ambiguous that it is, I think, it is it works in our favor too because uh, people sometimes, you know, whether they think it's because we're from Detroit or whether somebody named Ernie in the band or something, it's just it's fun people. People think it's fun. It, I yeah. would
1: like to specify that the from in the name is a capital F. Right. Uh, because when people make it a lowercase f, it insinuates that we are from Detroit yes. and yeah. we are not from Detroit. Let's just get that <laughs> <Yeah>. out <in>, and <laughs> We've right seen now. it in like various
2: different ways, though. At we first... have
1: much respect for Detroit. Yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. Right.
3: I think, you know, I sometimes describe Ernie Johnson as a mythical person. That we all are striving to collectively be in a way, you know, so I think to Nathan's point, it's one of those things that we, we like to have the mystery out there, but then let people kind of take it with their own imagination as well. You
2: know, mm. yeah. you're talking about the Cincinnati community and that's sort of almost what it feels like we've generated for our band a little bit is like community of Ernie's, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, a, I don't know, you, you get heads, you know, like a dead head or whatever. And we don't have heads. We just got Ernie's kind of. Yeah, everywhere
0: that's so fun
1: yeah um i know we didn't really answer that yeah. properly, <laughs> yeah.
2: but
0: that's kind of the
1: point of all that <laughs> yeah, to yeah. To to avoid avoid it as much as possible <laughs> <laughs> when anybody asks asked me that question i just say keep coming to the shows it'll, yes. it'll slowly reveal itself the more you come and see our live show
0: that is good to know <laughs> um but don't forget to capitalize the F. so yes. Yes. we got that's that key. yeah please that's take key. note yes <laughs> <laughs> so you said Um, that you're all your transplants like a mix of people from here and from other places and you've been playing together for a long time um so what makes your band work and how uh would you say you've lasted so long
1: i would say what makes the band work is everyone's uh willingness to want to learn new stuff um you know beat a rehearsal on time play all these uh, shows and gigs that we get these amazing opportunities you know, there are so many of us, so it does take some sacrifice. Not everybody in the band is a full-time professional musician. So, you know, just everyone's willingness to want to take the time to do it is, um, what makes the band work. Uh, and also kind of how we've lasted so long.
2: I think it's also allowing the guys in this band to do what they do naturally. Um, you know, that, mm-hmm. that, I think that's a key component to a band working is that people just do what they do and that's what your contribution is rather than I'm writing a song and I need you to play in a style that you don't really play in or you know uh, everybody's really open minded and uh, you know we we came from other groups where I think when we entered into this group we had a clear picture of what we wanted to do so we have a similar we've got a shared vision um, and we've got clear goals for ourselves, and uh, we we do our best to communicate, you know, it, it, as functionally as we can too. a mutual respect for each other.
3: Yeah, and I think you know, filling the our role, respective roles is really key. Where everyone kind of fell in, and you know, I'm going to handle this portion of the band, whether it's business or songwriting. Um, but then commitment, like Eric mentioned, I mean, that's. That's definitely key. Anyone that's tried to start a band, even with three or four people, knows how difficult it is to even get people in a room consistently. And like, I think everyone really loves the music that we make and create and loves the live show experience. So that really leads everyone to make that commitment to to showing up and making our band better. So I, if there's anything that like really makes us keep going, I think it's everyone's commitment because that's hard to find.
0: Yes, it is. And it's... Yeah, it's really no easy feat, and it's a huge accomplishment to be able to get so many people to commit to one group. Like, yeah. how many people exactly are in, in this band? It's very big. <laughs> we've got
2: a core group of six. Six, okay. Uh, there's been a six seventh. And a six and a half. Six, yeah. There's been <laughs> yeah. a seventh who's been pretty much with us from day one. And then, uh, you know, we've had a, a few folks, like, in and out on the periphery of the that group. but
3: We're typically... 8 to 10 performers every show. Wow. Yeah. 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 So. If
1: we can't have at the, you know, at the bare minimum 8 people at a show, we we won't do the show. Okay. Um, there's been rare circumstances, but you know, people are looking for that experience. They want to see a stage band, with, yeah. you know a ton of guys in jumpsuits playing music so yeah it's anywhere from eight to it's been as many as 12 i believe wow. Something like that, Yeah, uh, it's kind of who's available how big the show is you know we like to hire some of our other guys when we're doing really big stuff to kind of fill out more of some of the like the horn we'll beef up the horn section mm-hmm. if we can afford to yeah
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that is, that's that's insane. And so how did you guys decide on the jumpsuits uh that is a very interesting part of your band that we shouldn't you know skip over <laughs> okay.
2: it, it, it's a co it I think it kind of born out of having a cohesive look yeah. uh, you, We had seven people or whatever for a few shows, and everybody was wearing different stuff, and it just kind of looked uh disheveled. Maybe I don't know.
0: Just
1: yeah. <laughs> it, no offense to all the other bands out there looking disheveled as hell, um, <laughs> yeah. but uh, the idea came you know from a buddy our, of ours. You know, just the whole idea of like Ernie Johnson from Detroit, you know, uh, with Motown, the motor, motor, motor city, city, Motown. It was kind of uh, for me, I see it as removing like uh, identity or like mm-hmm. the ego from mm-hmm. the band and just being like, we're all here together, there's no. You know, I might be the one talking on the mic, but I'm not the the leader of the band. You know, like we're kind of all just one group, and we do have a little bit of identity because each one of us has our own patches and things like that on our on our suit. But overall, it's kind of a we all have the same Ernie name patch, so basically we're all team vibe. You know, yeah, we're all wearing thing. the
3: same kind of thing. It helps with the collective and just kind of. I think it really makes uh, for a good aesthetic on stage too. Yes. and it feels like
2: you're part of a team. We yeah. I mean, put mm-hmm. it on, and we when we're like all together before a show and waiting to go, and everybody's in their suits. You feel like you're about to go. You know, it's like, also really funny. When, or you it's know? also
1: really funny when you see all of us or a couple of us like uh, fixing something. Uh, one time, <laughs> one time, two of the guys were helping to change a tire while <laughs> the other guys in suits stare watch them do that. So. <laughs> It's got a funny aesthetic sometimes. People kind of people ask about it all the time. Let's well, just say that. It
2: feels like a gang. I think yeah. that helps yes. us. A to, cult, a gang, yeah, or however a you want to look right. at it. It
1: does. But,
2: yeah, when we show up at a place and there's 10 people walking around in the same suit, it sort of feels mm-hmm. like something's about to happen. It can know? be Absolutely.
1: intimidating sometimes, honestly, when there's just 10 people show up at the same time, all dressed the same. <laughs> you know, because we're wearing black jumpsuits. It's not like we're wearing. Uh, pinstripe suits and bow ties or anything like that like we look kind of mean and we kind of like that
0: (laughs) (laughs) it is exciting to see but i love the point of like wearing the same outfit to kind of like remove the ego and make everyone equal um so how how else how else do you do that within your band since there are so many different people so many different personalities how do you make sure everyone feels heard and you know, there isn't too much conflict within your group.
3: I mean, that's definitely a challenge, you know, because you have that many personalities. Everyone kind of has their own vision. But I think that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, where we all went came into this band with kind of a collective vision of, of what we wanted it to be and how we wanted it to work and go. And I think when we write a good song or we play a good show, we all feel that and we know, like, all right, that's what we're striving for. So I think no matter what we have as individual wants and needs, we, we all have that greater good or that greater goal in mind that we're all trying to to work together to achieve.
1: We also write songs, uh, specifically to showcase certain members mm-hmm. musically. Yeah. Um, you know, for like, you know, we haven't had a song that showcases our drummer, you know, we mm-hmm. might add something in there to make sure that he's seen on a song. You know, uh, we have a lot of soloists in the band, pretty much anybody at any time, uh, you know, is tasked with stepping up and shining in the moment. You know, yeah. musically. Well,
3: good example too. We we added our first female Ernie recently. Her name's Angie. She plays saxophone and it's flute. Amazing, and she she kills it. And so she's a she's a great flautist. So we've been throwing her flute solos. Mm-hmm. You know, to make sure she gets shine on the show when she comes out, and people love it.
1: You know, so yeah, yeah. It honestly it's honestly changed some of the dynamics of some of our older you know some songs that we have. It's like suddenly there's a flute, you know? we yeah.
2: breathes a little life into some older yeah. older material that we've had. Yeah, but. absolutely.
0: That's really exciting. Shout
2: out to Angie. Yeah,
0: shout out. <laughs> that is so cool that you're still expanding after all this time. So who would you say that you make music for? You're a very, as we've said, like big band, very diverse band, and you make all sorts of types of music. So I'd love to know what your ideal like, audience is if you have one.
3: Yeah. So one of my favorite parts about our band and our music is how accessible it is. So I really do feel like people from all walks of life and ages can come up. And I mean, that's really like when you look at Afrobeat music, not that we're a traditional Afrobeat band per se, but we definitely play that music and, you know, try to show it the most respect and and pay tribute to it in a good way. And that's always been like a unifying music for people. Um, so I think, you know, when you see one of our shows, especially, especially when we're like outdoors or something like that, and you see people of all ages and all walks of life, um, that's what it's about for me. And it's like people just kind of like coming together and sharing in that groove that we're putting out and we're part of it as well, you know? So, yeah, I think it's really about everyone in terms of I I don't ever have a certain group in mind. I don't know
1: We're not we're not genre specific. I mean we do say Afrobeat, funk, jazz, kind of um we've kind of found this blend of music that it's surprising how many different, you know, walks of life, you know, type that that come together and listen to our music and and come out and see it. There's 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 often reactions to newer people, you know, Like, oh, I've never heard anything like that, you know, or, and they're, and they're so into it. And you're just like, we're playing instrumental music. Nobody's saying a word in two and a half hours, but yet the crowd is getting bigger and people are getting more and more into it. So somehow we found this accessible music that uh, is for everyone, I would say, you know, it's hard to say that in a lot of genres of music, you
0: know,
2: yeah a highlight for me of our, our band's career has been doing some of the blink gigs and it—that's like one thing that stands out specifically to me is being on stage. Blink the first year, and it was the most diverse crowd that you know anybody that I could have imagined was there, any age, and you know um, from all different backgrounds. But everybody was just sort of—I remember having a moment where I saw all these people just doing their own thing, enjoying themselves in their own way, and dancing their own way, and uh, you know without inhibitions, and it, it just felt like. We're doing something right to bring all these people together, and that everybody f- can can connect in some way with what we got going on.
0: Yes, yeah, so that's a huge accomplishment, and that's very difficult to do, especially with instrumental music, which isn't you know the most popular on you know on the radio and all it's and the a charts. Major
1: comeback, yeah. For yeah sure, thankfully, though, with bands like Krungbin mm-hmm. and Thundercat and all these, yeah. these yeah. younger
2: people. I think oh, our no, stuff yeah. is very melody driven too whereas yes. big melodies so mm-hmm. people attach to melody and we got a banging rhythm section and, yes. it, and, and the songs move so Yes it's, you uh, do yeah.
0: so your band is definitely pushing it forward as we're you know bringing instrumental music you know back to the the main circle Um so you've mentioned many things that your band has accomplished over the past few years but I'd love to know what you want to be known for
3: yeah. So I think we, we touched on it in a way, like we definitely want to be known for that great live experience that anyone can come in and enjoy together. And I think that's why a lot of us do it is like just giving someone a little bit of joy, right. When they come to see us live. But I think beyond that, we really have focused more on, you know, putting out good albums, right. We're not a band that tours relentlessly. A lot of us have, you know, jobs and families and everything else. So we have to To be around for and are committed to but um i know we'll talk about it later but we have a new record coming out so i think we're focusing on like writing good songs and then not only that putting on unique and interesting shows like we do our boat cruise every summer that's become really popular um working with bunk news and putting on big like visual and audio experiences so i think we're at that point now where it's like we want to put out good product good music but we also want to like choose the the shows that we do and not just yep. play a show for the sake of it, but make it an event and, uh, you know, make art essentially
1: good, solid albums and the best experience musical experience live shows you can go see in this city. You know, that's that's what we strive for.
0: Yes. Yeah. And you guys are doing an amazing job at, you know, Thanks. achieving those goals. Um, so, you've mentioned a lot about the live experience, writing songs, recording. I'd love to know what your favorite part of the music making process is since there are so many so many moving parts with such a big band. I'll start with
1: this one my my favorite part of the process is when we we're in the the uh, rehearsal room and we finish a new song, and we're just ready to go play it live for the first time. that that moment when you get up on stage, And you've been playing a lot of the same songs for a while you know and our and our audience knows a lot of those songs Then all of a sudden you can play something totally worked out perfectly the first time through live which is not easy to do sometimes that to me is my favorite part of the process just getting out there and hitting a new song and having the audience react to it is my favorite thing
2: i've got a few I mean, they're out there. I <laughs> yeah. love, I love live music. I love playing live. For me, before I was ever even into music, I was way into theater. So it's like a performance, sort of thing, uh, that scratches my my itch. Um, but I also, you know, obviously, like a huge live packed room is a blast. But I also really love uh, recording and studio stuff. So I like when we've got when we're well rehearsed and we're in a studio and we track something and go in and listen and it just sounds huge and big and um, right away real yeah and you feel like oh this is good this is real good you know yeah. and uh, all the all the like the possibilities that come with those things you know i got this awesome we're working on an album who knows what's going to happen you know but yeah. feeling like you're doing good and doing the right thing um you know so it, it's that makes me tingle i
0: guess
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i agree with both of them i think even you know seeing a a song that we've written especially a new song come to life live is always amazing too because it's hard to imagine how it's going to go especially when you're starting it like you have the demo and then you're working it out in a, in a practice room in the studio and then like seeing it come together and then you get that that response from people that's pretty awesome
2: Eric wrote a song that we wanted to do for uh, for the boat cruise. And in my head, the whole time we're practicing it, I'm just I'm picturing it happening on the boat. So then when we <laughs> actually do it on the boat and this thing that you've been like picturing and, and visualizing for a long time to actually exist in reality, that's always like a cool, cool moment. Yeah. There's a lot of like forward thinking planning that you do. You know, we're already talking about spring and stuff happening in summer so when you plan for something for a long time and then it happens that's like that that feeling of having accomplished Mm -hmm. something we do it with the boat cruise every summer you know
0: yeah boat cruise
2: boat cruise boat Boat cruise. buy tickets
0: go to the boat cruise (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah so like i yeah you have um a pretty large so you have a large catalog and you've been playing together for a long time like what is your favorite song that you've released? I'm sure that's hard to pick.
3: Favorite song that I have right now, we actually have not released yet, so I will withhold that pick.
0: Uh-oh.
3: Um.
1: <clears throat> just... Although we've been playing it for a long time, <laughs> <laughs> life, so it really yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> no, you know, with it,
3: it's it's a it's a song called Skyload, and and I think that's just my favorite one that we've been playing recently, and just kind of like the the emotion and vibe that it evokes for me. It, it's enjoyable. I really like it. It's coming up on our newest album, Swamp Nymph. Yeah. Ooh,
0: we're excited. Get into that later. <laughs>
2: What's your favorite song, Eric? Oh,
1: uh, that's really hard. I'm just gonna go ahead and say shrimp box because I know Wayne will be disappointed that I said that. <laughs> uh it's our shortest, cool. most underplayed song that we have, and it also has vocals on it. But it was just a quirky song that we wrote just off the cuff with the whole band. Uh, it's off our Shrimp Box EP, which is on our Bandcamp page, where all of our music is available to stream when you're on Bandcamp for free. Uh, you can also purchase it, but when you're on that website, you can listen to all of our you know, EPs that we put out, our couple of albums. Our newest album will be on there as well. Uh, I'm just going to say that one just because it's goofy and mm. it's funny.
2: I think in terms of stuff we've released, we did a, a live album, so... Is probably like the, we got a song Ricky and Charmaine, I I think is, I'm probably most proud of our group working together. It's one of, I I think, just a banging composition and I love the arrangement. I love just how it feels when we're playing it and the reaction that we get from people. Uh, uh, You know, beside that, there's probably like three songs that all sort of hit the same way for me that are just the screaming fast Afrobeat. You all know, the stuff on I, our new
1: record yeah. is our favorite so, stuff to mm. date. I like that that, but,
2: you know, I I think that arrangement, especially, I'm I'm proud of for us as a group. Definitely.
0: Yep. Yeah, that is exciting. Um, there's a huge emphasis on you know live performances with this group. So I'd love to know what your favorite song is to perform. I have a feeling it changes all the time. But yeah, that since you have a live album. That's something else for people to chew into.
2: I like all our, I, I, again, it's all kind of falls into the same thing. Lately, for me, it, it's not even just a song in particular, but I'm having a great time. Like at Blink, we just did a uh, Holy Diver, Ronnie James Dio, you know, that is completely out of, you know, out of the ordinary for what we normally do. And that is kind of, you know, I'm, I'm having fun performing things that are not typical, uh, of what we do. I love all the yeah. songs that we do. It's the most fun to play our set yeah. and every song is a blast for me For me mm-hmm. personally. So for, for to do something that is like hard rock with vocals that is just going to drop people's jaws, that's like the most fun that I've had lately.
1: Our yeah. songs can be very hard to play <laughs> at tempo for two and a half, three hours sometimes. Uh, so... I don't really like playing any of them. I'll just go ahead and No, I'm joking. It's all work.
0: <laughs>
3: it's
1: all work. <laughs> it's all work. My hands tired. hurt after an <laughs> hour and yeah. a half. Yeah. No, but I'm, I agree with Nathan. I mean, or like you said, it changes from, from day to day. I mean, something might come out, like something might be brand new. Like we have a couple of really new songs, and those tend to be really fun to play just because we haven't quite... You know, we have, but we, we're still kind of molding them and trying to break new ground. Soloists are really getting their, their solo legs underneath them and kind of that whole thing. So anything new is usually fun to play. We've been busting out super old songs. That's always fun, too, yeah. um, because you never know. You know, you're like, these people, some of these people have never heard this song. Some of these people have been with us since the beginning, and they'll remember it. And those seem to always go over well. Yeah. You know? And they're fun to play.
0: Yeah, that's that's really exciting Yeah, to know that it changes all the time because you can definitely feel when the artists are having fun and you guys seem to have fun every every single time you go out. Hey everyone, hope you're enjoying getting to know Ernie Johnson from Detroit so far. I wanted to take a little break to introduce you to some of their music. This song of theirs really stopped me in my tracks. When I first heard it, I felt like it took me to a different realm. The bass line is as groovy as they come, and the melody makes me connect with the movie villains I have always sworn myself against. Here's House of Dark Corners by Ernie Johnson from Detroit. So I picked the song House of Dark Corners because it really blew my mind. I was it was my first time listening um to your band's music, and so I, I was really surprised to know that you know this music was coming from a band based in Cincinnati. Uh, so and I just had to know more about it. Um so what did the process of writing and recording this song entail?
3: So <clears throat> this is actually an interesting pick um because <laughs> The the main riff of this song and kind of the base of it is is the oldest thing that we have. It's actually much older than Ernie Johnson from Detroit Ooh. is right. So, when we were um, finalizing our first album, I had I had this riff. Um, there wasn't a name or anything that um, Eric and I had actually in a in a former group and kind of an experimental group we were trying to do at the time. We're we're playing playing with this riff never really fully fleshed it out yeah. into a song at the time, but we were like, hey, let's let's bring this into Ernie. So um, if you're listening to the tune, it's kind of like that main um, horn riff that you see, uh, that you hear as kind of a refrain through the song. So that's really where it started. Um, so we brought that in uh, to practice and kind of just fleshed it out together. And that's what we do with a lot of songs. Um, someone will say, hey, you know, I either have a demo that has... Almost all of the the parts complete, or hey, I have like this really good riff, and we're gonna build from it, right? So that's kind of what happened with this. We we brought it in and worked on it, and then we 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 didn't make it overcomplicated. It. It's one of our more simple songs, I would say, um, but it just kind of has that almost like that evil feeling. Tough, yeah, yes. and um, <laughs> you know, kind of. It's funny that you said it was it was mind blowing because I think it it, it is. It does kind of evoke like a little bit of weirdness, you know, and makes people think. Um, so that was really the process, bringing it in and then seeing how it worked with, with the big band and went from there, finished it out.
2: There's a song also where it's a good example of, you know, in the in the second half of the song or the outro of the song, it's everybody just sort of doing what they do in that space. So I think it's a, yeah. a, a nice slice of everybody contributing to a section and just doing what they do naturally and that that's maybe why it resonated with you is because it's a it's an authentic part of a song, you know, where it's just, that's the section. Yeah. You play what you play, you know? It's
1: performed mm-hmm. differently every,
2: every time. time. Yeah. It's
1: one of those ones where that structure towards the end will, will kind of change and then the horn, the big horns will come in and kind of bring it all together at the end. Yeah. Um You know, now, honestly, it's become... Uh, like a song kind of coupled with another song now it's kind of like we have an older song that's a little old uh you know probably around as old as that one we kind of put them together because they work so well together now so it's kind of become like the end of our other song 272 now Mm -hmm. you know we don't always do that but that's that's been kind of the the, the
2: vibe the song it. comes up mm-hmm. out of the yeah, the end of the yeah. other song a noise, it just works sorta, so well yeah. yes. we,
1: they, they kind of are usually always paired together and
2: it's a solid vibe shift in a set too whenever we put it in, it sort of sets sets the foundation for the the next part of the set you know mood change for all you deadheads out there it's kind of our scarlet fire
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's one of the most exciting things about the style of music um that you guys all play that it's new every single time how do you how do you see this song like continuing to change as you guys grow um because i i know you've said you kind of not morph it, but just kind of let it flow into your song 272. Do you see yourself maybe putting out another version or, um, like, what, yeah, what do you see, what do you see in the future for this song since it's kind of, it, it, you know, predated the band and it's grown with you guys for all this time?
3: That's a good question. I think it'll probably just evolve live and,
2: We'll get, just start get playing weirder. it faster. <laughs> yeah,
1: like
2: yeah. yeah. weirder. Like weirder. Every other song we have, it'll start. We'll start playing it
1: faster until it's 200 beats
2: per minute. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of room in the in the end of it to kind of stretch it out and take it different places. So, oh, that's a good question. Know. We should yeah. try something different. But I want like to. I want
3: to put some <laughs> crazy effects on the saxophone, maybe at right. the end of this one. If there's a song that we have that it would work, I think it would be. Yeah, would be this one. It's we one we of our more experimental songs. That yeah. you know, we we kind of take in. Some some crazy directions that, you know, departs from our traditional um, kind of sound and vibe. So, yeah, I think if there's any song that we'll make weirder, it will probably be this one. Yeah,
1: you're kind of inspiring us right now <laughs> for uh, the band room on Monday when we get in there. We might have to fiddle with it a little Stretch bit see what out. we can do. Yes. <laughs> so thank yes. you.
0: <laughs> yes, it continues. Revisited. You guys have talked about how you see people reacting to your music when you play live. How would you say you want people to feel when they listen to this song in particular?
3: Man, I think this one, it's like... Scared?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, hey,
3: whatever emotion comes up is okay. But yeah, I think it's thought-provoking, right? Or emotion-provoking, whatever you want to say. And, you know, I think it's just like maybe you're thinking a little bit differently or just kind of exploring your own mind a little bit you know it's it sounds maybe a little the corny, dark but corners
1: of your mind <laughs> all you got to yeah
3: but I I always like think about like a,
1: a wizard during
3: this song oh, like Jesus. a wizard like <laughs> <laughs> oh Whoa. boy Whoa. <laughs> oh here we go, here we go. Uh, you want us uh, to leave uh, for this <laughs> <an> <laughs> Yeah, so I I just think it's a lot of our songs are more upbeat and happy, and this one's kind of like, all right, like we're gonna get a little evil. And I keep thinking about the
2: outro of this song is in in my brain. I'm not seeing wizards per se, however, (laughs) it's it's like goblins. I think about like uh, kind of like dissonance and tension. I think it's a big tension and release song.
3: Definitely. So yes.
2: as we're getting in through the, you know, starts with a little bit of guitar and then some weird synth and then he comes in on the horns And it's all just these layers of tension that sort of all comes together at the end. So yeah. I, it's like, I, I, for me, it's about kind of, doing things that might make people feel uncomfortable yeah. so that by the end it's when we hit the the release part and everybody comes together it's sort of a um yeah. that release yes. you know yeah. so uncomfortable that's how I want escaping from happen. the house yeah. of dark yeah. yeah.
0: yes that is rare <laughs> <laughs> that is a rare feeling um to want people to have but yeah it definitely comes out in the song it's it it's unsettling in a really good way because the baseline is so catchy the refrain the horn part the horn section it's it's a very different song there (laughs) there aren't many out there that sound like that so good on you all for putting that out uh so going back to how you want other other people to feel when they listen to it since it changes all the time and since there there are always ideas flowing on how to extend it, how to shorten it, how to expand upon the song, how do you typically feel when you listen to it? It can be either the studio version or the live version when you're playing it.
3: For me, like this is one of those songs that, especially playing it live, um, I feel a lot of freedom. So it's like, you know... I guess when you're a musician that improvises, you're always trying to like tap into that energy where you're not, you're, you're freely expressing yourself through your instrument. And um, this song definitely feels like that to me. Like I can kind of let go and almost let the instrument and take over itself, you know, and not think too much about what I'm doing and just kind of let it flow.
2: I always feel surprised. I'm like, Oh, that's what we're doing. Because I feel, you know, for where I'm at, so locked in with the bass and the drums, that there's a lot of times where I have like, not, not tunnel vision, but like the selective hearing that I'm not hearing what you're doing all the time. I hear I hear you in there, I hear the guitar in there, I hear the keys in there, but I'm so focused on the rhythm part and building that tension as, as a palette for you guys that like, I don't, uh, when I listen back, I'm going, oh, this sounds sweet. It's like surprising, I feel like I'm hearing it for the first time sometimes, you know?
0: Yeah, that's really exciting to be able to revisit it and hear yourself, be able to actually listen to yourself play and enjoy it. The sound
2: of Wayne's freedom.
0: (laughs) Yes, (laughs) yes. (laughs)
2: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The oral, you know, the... uh,
1: the, the, what is my freedom
0: song? Wayne like? right. <laughs> 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 feels
1: happy. That's how I feel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I feel right. Right.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, that is amazing. So, I've had a great time speaking to you all about your wonderful band and your exciting music. If you could say anything to your younger self, what would you say?
2: Yeah, I've been thinking on this since you sent these <laughs> questions over. Uh-oh. And, and, you know i for for me i couldn't I couldn't come up with anything specific, you know, like kind of music oriented because I've kind of always just been all in on music and performance, and I think that it would just be to just sort of stay the course you know and, and have faith that you're gonna end up like you know at the moments where it's discouraging more than anything like you know, not not playing for a lot of people or uh, personality conflicts in the band or just, you know, feeling like you don't have direction that s- stay the course because you will end up in a in a place that is kind of meant for you, you know, with, with people who share a similar vision and, uh, you know, nice, kind people who are empathetic and understanding and things like that, you know?
3: Yeah, for me, I think it would just be Stop and appreciate those good things, whether it's like a great show, a, you know, a, a finishing a good song. Um, I think it's so easy to get caught up in thinking about the future and working towards what's next that you don't stop and appreciate what you have or what be you've be just present. done. Yeah, be yeah. present. I mean, I think I, I often think about like myself as a teenager looking into the future and if i saw some of the things that we were doing how cool i would think that was like as a 15 16 year old right and i maybe wasn't appreciating it fully while it was happening so that's what i always try to do now is like man like this is what i was have been working for while it might not it may not be like this insane you know rock star dream like we're making amazing art playing amazing shows and just really slowing down and trying to appreciate it while it happens because it happens so quickly and it's fleeting. So that would be my number one thing.
1: I would tell my younger self, just keep going, uh, but start a few years earlier so that you're not super old when it all happens. (laughs) When all your dreams come true, you're not, uh, you know, Um, yeah, just keep going. Um, Keep pushing, you know, um, i've always been an artist kind of like nathan you know and wayne we kind of all have done that for our entire lives but just you know knowing if i had known that i would be playing in the band i was playing and now you know this is always like we were saying earlier it's like the, the dream scenario of having all these musicians together and playing the music that we want and just you know to say just keep going you know
2: i think uh, put a lot of energy into trying to impress people that didn't it weren't really relevant, you know, because they had something going on at that time instead of really being more uh genuine, off true to what I really thought was the thing, or you know, there's
1: been many times that I wanted to hang it up, or you know, Wayne and I, when we were younger, playing some you know, you, you, there was a question earlier that we didn't get to is keeping you grounded as a musician, it's it's playing playing to four people in a room that's what keeps you grounded yeah. as a professional musician because you can play to full swimming pools you know all day long and full clubs and thousands of people but the real humbling thing is to play in front of a few people if you can keep going past that then you'll be fine yeah. you know
2: i like what you said about it, being present too though it was, it was something that like as as we've Keep pushing forward and get to do cool, fun things to just really give yourself. I mean, it's a different uh, mindset to be grateful as it's happening. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Not Definitely. when it's over, but when it's happening. You said that, I thought about Nelsonville Music Festival, which is yeah. one of our mm-hmm. biggest gigs that we play in a tent for thousands of people. And it's just as it was happening, I'm going. Enjoy this right now. This might be this might be your best gig ever. Enjoy it right now. You know, yes. and um, mm-hmm. so, but yeah, it's flipping a switch in your brain to sort of be able to be present like that.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful because i I have a feeling that you know the performances kind of end in a in a minute. Like for you on stage, yeah. you're trying to play the songs correctly and still make them different than the studio version. Have fun, and then they're over. So, <laughs> yeah, that is that is great advice to just stay present and enjoy the course. Like the
2: riverboat thing, we spent all day loading stuff up on, you know, building the stage and schlepping gear, and and then hour day. Yeah, it's, it's oh. a really like a small percentage of the day is the actual show, you know. So <laughs> it it's a, it, it's one of those things where. And you you build up to it and build up to it, and you go back to what I was saying earlier. Is like that's another thing where, when it's when it's done, it's like a thing that I love. Is we're doing what we've been talking about for for months. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. happening right now. Sigh of
1: relief mm-hmm. when so,
2: it's over almost. Oh, you, right, yeah. <laughs> it can be depressing too. You know, it's like coming down from a a huge rush. Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right, you guys mentioned a new album in the works. Um, When can we expect that? I'd love to, like, know more about it.
1: So this record, it's called Swamp Nymph. Uh, It has been in the works since uh, early 2020, unfortunately. That's when we were originally slated to make it, but we all know what happened. We don't (laughs) need to get into that. No. Uh, So we, you know, we had to push it back, obviously, for a while, you know, Honestly, during those times, I and mean, we didn't even just like anybody else. We didn't even play together for probably six, eight months. You know, before we even got back into a room. But we eventually got uh we, we eventually got together and put it all back together and went into Candyland Studio in Dayton, Kentucky, um, which is held by a a wonderful person by the name of Mike Montgomery. Shout out to Mike and Candyland. Uh, we finally got into his studio, and an engineer named John Hoffman came in, uh, who we had, you know, briefly met before. He's a, another local musician, recording guy, and uh, he was slated to engineer it. So we finally got in. I couldn't even tell you when we finally it was got in. October. Into, <laughs> everything, about a year ago. Yeah, everything blends together. So it was about a year ago, which is it sounds ridiculous, but uh, about a year ago, we finally got in and recorded it. And got everything done to where it needed to be. But then we run into... Because we do everything to vinyl. And we would prefer not to put it out unless we had a physical copy. So with supply chain issues and all that kind of stuff, we don't need to get any of the nitty-gritty. But basically, it's taken up until now to finally get the vinyl in. Yeah,
2: the physical Uh, copies to have them in our possession. So we
1: finally have that, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. It (laughs) is finally completely done. Um, We're just kind of... It's weird because now we're getting into the holiday season, so it, it will be coming out soon. We're just kind of trying to get the logistics down to when we're actually going to release it. Um, Probably it's t- early spring. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. because like, it it's good.
2: taken so long at this point. Like w- we've been waiting, and we want to do it right and do That's it justice. True. We're really proud mm-hmm. of the record. We, uh, you know, listening to it, we all are think it's really great. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so we we want to. Uh, honor it by throwing a huge party and not just a kind of like a release to get it out or anything like that so
1: yeah and like in in into what nathan's saying we want to throw a huge party for it we don't want to you know we have stuff booked you know through the end of the year we don't want to just say oh this show is our album release just because we have the record and all this kind of stuff we will be slipping some of these records to some people. Uh, you know, if you re- if you hear this and you really, really want it, you know where to find us. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it should be coming out really soon. Uh, we're hopefully going to have it up on streaming uh, a little bit before early spring. We just want to get it out there. Again, it's at this point, you know, it's been, I mean, almost two, two and a half years, yeah. three years. Most of it is, you know, under global pandemic. So Bear with us, folks. It is coming. And then we'll actually, we have enough material to start uh, the next record. So uh, hopefully that'll be coming pretty shortly after. Um, We're also hoping if things work out to put one out, another one out in 2023.
0: Yeah, That's really exciting. So yeah, we're we're definitely ready to hear the new album and stream it and buy it. Uh, So where can people find you online? You mentioned Bandcamp, um, but I'd love to point people in, all the other places that you're located on the internet. I
3: think pretty much any streaming service. So Apple music, Spotify, YouTube music. I think we're on everything, right? Yeah. And, and we have a website ones. too. Ernie, Ernie, Ernie Johnson
2: sh- from Detroit.com has links to everywhere. All the social media, uh, YouTube, yeah. Spotify, all the stuff. Ernie Johnson okay. from
1: Detroit.com is your one stop for everything. Ernie, that's where you'll find all of our uh, newest shows that we're going to be playing. Um, photographs some videos links to all of our socials uh another shout out to david zweitzer who uh works on all that stuff for us uh again it's a a team team game Mm -hmm. basically but yeah ernie johnson from Detroit.com and wherever music is streamed basically
0: yes okay awesome Go to their website, buy their music, stream it, and go to their shows. All right. Thank you guys for coming out. Thank I had so much us. fun talking to yeah, you thank all. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, it was a thrill. And I'm definitely excited to see where um, you all take the band.
1: Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. Us. Thanks, Jada.
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening to In My Tracks. The show was created and produced by me, your host and friend, Jada Burt. And shout out to Play Audio Agency for producing, recording, and editing the show, and for composing the original theme music you are currently jamming out to. It is truly a labor of love, and I hope you enjoy it. To continue the fun, follow In My Tracks Pod on all social channels. Don't forget to use hashtag In My Tracks Pod to share the songs that stop you in your tracks. Looking to discover even more awesome music? Follow in my tracks pod on Spotify for weekly playlists. And please remember to follow the show so you don't miss an episode. And leave a review if you're enjoying it. See you next time.